0: The fictions I've talked about many times behind this microphone is that you're not continuing to run the state if you, if you happen to be out of state. Um, I had a woman come up to me at the airport in West Palm Beach today and say, do, do these folks not understand that, that there are cell phones and Skype? I said, well, I've said the same thing myself before, but apparently um, they're still in the Pony Express age.
1: From WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, it's the Christie Tracker.
0: I don't think disagreeing with someone is hateful. Unless you make it so. Sit down and shut up. Your rear end's going to get thrown in jail, idiot. So with all due respect, Gail, it's none of your business.
1: I'm David First with some breaking news here. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie spends a lot of time out of New Jersey. It's true. This week, it was revealed that since Governor Christie took office... New Jersey taxpayers have shelled out around $1.8 million for his executive protection unit when he goes out of state. And since he's racking up more out-of-state hours campaigning for Donald Trump, that makes this as good a time as any to talk about the governor's travel and how it has consistently gotten him in trouble since his days as U.S. attorney for New Jersey. Later, we're going to be joined by reporter Ginger Gibson, who covered Christie's use of uh, state police helicopters for his personal travel during his first term. Right now, we are here with New Jersey Public Radio's Matt Katz. His new book is American Governor Chris Christie's Bridge to Redemption. Hey, Matt. Hey there, David. Christie drops out of the race, comes home to Jersey, delivers the State of the State speech, and then leaves to endorse and campaign for Donald Trump, takes a vacation in Florida with his wife, Mary Pat, and this week, generating mountains of bad press, skips the funeral of a New Jersey state trooper, and campaigns for Donald Trump.
2: That's right, this was the third funeral he's missed of a New Jersey police officer since December.
0: Last week, well before I even was invited, to uh, come on Monday and campaign with Donald Trump, the lieutenant governor and I had decided that she was going to attend the funeral on Monday. So even if I had decided to remain in the state, I would not have attended the funeral the lieutenant governor would have.
2: This was something of a surprise trip in that just uh, a week and a half ago, the governor said he wasn't going to be traveling like he did when he was a presidential candidate. He was going to do a quick vacation with Mary Pat for their 30th anniversary, and then he was going to be back in the state taking over doing his day job suddenly Christie shows up in North Carolina he does this somewhat unusual interview style rally with Trump
0: we're looking forward to being all over the country today we're gonna be here we're gonna be in Tampa we're gonna be in Youngstown Ohio and we're gonna be working real hard right up until election day tomorrow to get the wins for this guy and put him in the White House
1: even Christie's buddy, Donald Trump, got in on the action, you know, mocking Christie for his time spent out of New Jersey. Uh, here he was on stage in Ohio in front of Christie, the man who endorsed him. Your governor is absentee. Your governor, Kasich, he goes to New Hampshire. He's living in New Hampshire, living. Where's Chris? Is Chris around? Even more than Chris Christie, he was there. Where's Right? Even more.
3: I hated to do that, but I had to make my point.
2: Often when Christie leaves New Jersey, even though it might have some positive implications for his political career, there are often negative reverberations.
1: New Jersey reporters have researched this. They say that you have been away from New Jersey for all or part of 72% of the time since you announced you were running for president.
0: Chris Christie's a funny guy, but he's never in New Jersey. He's gone half the time. Um, I don't know what you expect me to do. You want me to go down there with a mop? Transportation issues have plagued this
1: administration, Uh, Everything from canceling the ARC Tunnel Project to New York uh, to uh, storing New Jersey Transit rail cars in flood zones during Hurricane Sandy and then sustaining tens of millions of dollars of damage. Uh, He's been criticized for years for not doing anything to address the state's depleted transportation trust fund. Uh, There was, of course, this obscure story about a traffic jam on a road leading to the George Washington Bridge. And just this last week, kind of bringing these uh, two storylines together, his personal travel and the state's transit woes, he leaves New Jersey to uh, vacation when a possible New Jersey transit rail strike was imminent. You know, has travel really been one of his uh, Achilles heels throughout his career? Throughout his career and throughout his
2: personal life, before Christie became governor, he had a really, really bad, I mean, really bad driving record. 13 tickets, six accidents during his first campaign for governor. He was running against Governor John Corzine and Corzine's spokesperson said that Christie was, quote, a complete menace to society on the highways of New Jersey. They noted that he had once collided with a motorcycle while uh, driving the wrong way down a one-way street and the biker was sent to the emergency room. Christie at the time was U.S. Attorney And he identified himself as U.S. attorney and he got out of the ticket. That wasn't the only time he had done that. There was a lawsuit that resulted from that incident. So there's that sort of travel. And we should be lucky, I guess, that Christie's been governor for the last uh, seven years and hasn't been driving around behind the wheel of his own car. But there were other issues when he did get driven around. And that's issues related to the government picking up the tab for his travel when he was U.S. attorney. Christie was cited by the Justice Department Inspector General for violating federal travel regulations with excessive lodging expenses on two-thirds of the trips he took as U.S. Attorney. He stayed at the Four Seasons in Washington, D.C. for $475 a night. He stayed in Boston at a hotel for $449 a night. This is more than double the government-approved rate. He took a $236 round-trip car service to the airport in Boston. Also as a U.S. attorney, he was also traveling around New Jersey a lot. He traveled 106,000 miles by car in his last 3 years as U.S. attorney, which I've done enough research to believe was a effort at least in part to travel around the state and meet different community groups and talk to different folks in order to set up his eventual run for governor. Travel and Christie's personal political ambitions have always been intertwined, and that continued uh, as governor.
0: You know, I've been doing this for six and a half years. The balance is you try to determine where you needed to be uh, and balance that both with your political um, obligations and your public obligations and your personal obligations, all of which, you know, you try to balance.
1: That $1.8 million for Christie's Executive Protection Unit when he goes out of state as governor... Does that cover all of his travel expenses that uh, New Jersey taxpayers have been on the hook for?
2: No, this number is what the state troopers who travel with him, the three or four, sometimes more uh, cops who go with him wherever he goes, this is what they bill the state of New Jersey. And we're not allowed to see exactly what it covers. We think it covers, you know, hotel rooms, gas But there's other expenses. There's $70 per trooper daily payments for meals. Then you add on salaries, overtime, and this gets into the millions and millions of dollars that it's cost uh, New Jersey taxpayers for the time that Christie has spent out of state. There are other trips that the governor has just straight up billed. To the state of New Jersey. He went to the Super Bowl in New Orleans in 2013 in advance of the Super Bowl coming to New Jersey in 2014, and that cost uh, $8,000 for Christie's wife and two aides, uh, plus another $7,500 for hotel rooms. The governor's room at the unidentified hotel, we weren't allowed to get the name of the hotel for some sort of security reasons, was $3,372. The governor does not Uh, travel cheaply. And that was probably most famously exemplified by the New York Times report that said that the King of Jordan on the back end of a official state trip that Christie had taken to the Middle East, uh, the King of Jordan Paid for about thirty thousand dollars in hotel accommodations for Christie and his traveling party, so they could uh, party in the desert for a couple of days.
1: The Star Ledger editorial board says the time is right to reintroduce legislation that prohibits expenses incurred by the governor for out-of-state political activities to be paid with public funds. Uh, g- given everything that has happened over the past uh, seven years, is there going to be the political will for legislation like this to move forward, or? Would would this place too many restrictions on a future New Jersey governor who may view the gig as a stepping stone for higher office?
2: Well, there's first of all, there's no way that Christie signed such a bill, A. But B, it's unclear necessarily what political travel is. The governor has really merged the political and personal. So when Jerry Jones, who is is a campaign donor, turned out to be a major presidential campaign donor, when he was paying for Christie to travel by private jet uh, to Dallas Cowboys games around the country. Was that... Political travel or was that personal travel? As the governor argued at the time, he said that they were personal friends. Or was that governmental travel? Because remember, Jerry Jones had a major contract at the World Trade Center, which is a uh, entity controlled by the Port Authority, which is, of course, controlled in part by Governor Christie. So. There's a lot of uh, gray area here when it comes to major politicians about what is personal and what is political. The governor's taken unannounced secret trips to spring training almost every year that I can remember. I mean, it, it should, do, do taxpayers pay for that? Yes. I mean, he went to, I think he went to half a dozen playoff and uh, World Series games when the Mets were in last year. He's friends with Fred Wilpon, the owner of the Mets, who's also a campaign donor. So again, is that personal, political, or um, some sort of other travel? Unclear.
1: What do we make of all of this? What's the takeaway?
2: It's It's his Achilles heel. It's his Like great political weakness. The fact that he believes his travel and the extravagance of it, the sort of uh, occasional carelessness of it, it should be purely his business, even if it is subsidized by the public dollar. The fact that there are these other controversies, the biggest controversies of his time in office have been travel related like Bridgegate um, or the chairman's flight where his uh, close friend David Sampson, chairman of the Port Authority, had a, allegedly had a flight route created for him to his vacation home, has really been compounded by the fact that there have been all these unforced errors. And it's, it's really a mark of his tenure as governor.
1: New Jersey Public Radio's Matt Katz. His new book is American Governor Chris Christie's Bridge to Redemption. Thanks a lot, Matt.
2: Thanks, David. I'm getting in my uh, chopper. Do you want to? Do you want to lift?
1: Are the taxpayers picking up the the tab?
2: Hell's yeah.
1: I'm there. This is the Christie Tracker Podcast. I'm David First. We are joined now by reporter Ginger Gibson, who is covering the 2016 presidential race for Reuters. But she covered Governor Christie for the Star Ledger during his first term. Ginger Gibson, welcome.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: Now, controversy related to the travel habits of Chris Christie is nothing new. You covered the first significant scandal of the Christie administration, what came to be known as Coptergate. This was when uh, he used a state police helicopter to get to his son's baseball game. Why was this an important story? What did this tell us about Chris Christie?
3: drew the ire of a lot of people in the state who said, you know, you're telling me you can't make a pension payment. You're telling me that the state doesn't have enough money to fund uh, cops in Camden or schools in Newark, but you got the money to ride a helicopter to a baseball game. So drew a lot of ire. And, and we saw that Chris Christie um, that we all have come to know so well, one who was sort of not apologetic, and not backing down.
0: This is a really fun media story for all of you. I get it. And um, and and that you like to write about these things. And and so, you know, the fact is that I've got a lot of important work to do.
3: He said it was a necessary thing he had to do. And in fact, he had done it twice and no one had noticed the time before that.
0: I'm governor 24 seven every single day. But I'm also a father. And the fact of the matter is that sometimes when you're governor, you do not control your schedule. And so if you want to try to do all the things that people want you to do as governor and also be a father and try to make sure that you get to as many of the things for your kids that you want to be at, um, there are times when it is literally uh, impossible to do that uh, by car.
3: Most people forget the time before that when he caused controversy uh, going to Florida was in Disney World with his kids that year at Christmas, stayed in Disney World when a blizzard hit the state, and came back and said, you know what, I didn't need to be here.
0: My first and most important responsibility in my view is as a husband and a father. And I was not going to rescind my child's Christmas gift
3: and that's one of those uh, politician rules 101, uh, always make sure the snow gets cleared and that people aren't mad because uh, they're stuck in their house or as little as possible. Uh, and, and drew a lot of attention to sort of his dismissive uh, tone about the whole thing.
1: How were you covering the story? How were you finding out about uh, his, his travel back then? I heard stories of you perhaps uh, staking out airports, uh, checking to see where he was.
3: I may have driven to every helipad um, in the Bergen County area one day, trying to see if anyone had seen him with the helicopter. There are quite a number of helipads in that part of the state. But yeah, he was going around trying to figure out where he was. I then also attended a baseball game to make sure he didn't arrive or depart on a, on a, on a helicopter, and he's not. Um, so got got to see a little bit of the state uh, looking for, for helicopter landing sightings.
1: Now, according to a story in Politicker NJ, the Christie administration viewed you as the most rabidly anti-Christie reporter. Now, this is way back in the day, all pre-Bridgegate. How did Governor Christie view you as a reporter? How did he respond to you?
3: Christina had a healthy respect for the banter. Um, he liked the tough question. He liked going back and forth. Um, and he and I did on several occasions in his press conferences uh, in the state capitol. Uh, and it's been funny now covering him. You know, I worked for Politico 2012, and he was the surrogate for Romney. I, I now work for Reuters in this election. And I would say that it's been interesting because he, he always gives me a shout when I arrive, um, always is excited to see me. I got a big hug from him when I showed up to cover some New Hampshire events um, this past cycle, so there's a healthy amount of, uh, of respect and uh, and understanding that this is what we do and part of who we are is uh, is our going back and forth. And staff might not always get that, and, and you know that Politiker in Jay article might be a reference to some of them who weren't always happy, but I think the governor and I probably uh, both understand we were doing what we what we were going to do, and, and that's how it was going to go.
1: What would his staff do if they didn't like a piece?
3: They were well-known for letting you know if there was something that they didn't like, and they were never shy to inform a reporter that they were unhappy with the story. I'll say that.
1: Ginger Gibson, who is uh, now covering the 2016 presidential race for uh, Reuters, thank you very much for speaking with us. Thanks for having me. The Christy Tracker Podcast is a production of WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, thanks to associate producer Joseph Capriglione. Our theme music is by 29 Hour Music People. And you can follow Matt Katz at MattKatz00. That's Matt, K-A-T-Z. The podcast is going to be taking some time off. It probably won't be forever. With the Bridgegate trial looming and um, Governor Christie likely to be suffering further indignities on the trail at the side of Donald Trump, it is also likely that we'll be jumping back in with uh, new episodes later in the spring. But for now, we are taking a break. I'm David First. I'm not sure if any of these reveal what Ginger called a healthy respect for the banter, but we will finish with some of the governor's most memorable encounters with the media.
0: I got to work on my speech, make sure that's really good, because I want you, Nancy, to be entertained. I know that's the only reason Nancy's watching the Republican Convention. I can guarantee you that. She wants to see, she wants to see what the hell Christie does at the Republican Convention. They ain't no other reason somebody from NPR is watching the Republican Convention. I have not heard any of that criticism. I haven't seen any of that criticism, and I think you're just making it up. Did I say on topic? Are you are you stupid? On topic. On topic. Next question. No no chance, Matt. Try to raise your hand again. You, you know. You asked two completely off-topic questions. You're, you're 0 for 2. Good try at an off-topic question, but you, you have been stopped. You know, Tom, you must be the thinnest-skinned guy in America. Because you think that's a confrontational tone, then, I, you know, you should really see me when I'm pissed. Um, LAUGHTER